Welcome to the Mile 99 interview with your host, Jessica Harris, Mike Turner, and Greg Larkin. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you on the trails. See you out there. See you there. Greg Larkin here, one of the co-hosts of the Mile 99 interview with uh, my co-host Mike Turner, and we are talking to Jason Davis, who has a very interesting and uh, unique story related to Western states. How are you, uh, Jason? I'm doing good. Uh, Thanks for having me here. You're welcome. Uh, So why don't you uh, just jump right in and tell us uh, how you uh, have been related to Western states in the past. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. Um, I, I did the Western states in 2004. And then uh, two years later, in 2006, I was uh, with uh, a wonderful person, Shannon Weil, um, who was one of the original um, founders of Western States. And we were witnessing um, Scott Jurek pace Brian Morrison. And Brian Morrison, you know, was also out of Seattle. And he was, um, it looked like he was going to actually win Western States. And... It was fascinating because we saw him and Scott Jurek come through mile uh, 62 at Forest Hill, Forest Hill, and um, we couldn't believe how much they had gained on some of the lead runners. So we saw both of them come through Ruckachucky, and I believe, if I'm correct, at Ruckachucky, Scott Jurek, who was pacing Brian Morrison out of Seattle, they jumped on uh, one of the rafts and got across first. And so we decided we were going to head over to Nohans Bridge and watch them come through. Mm. And here Scott had won, if I'm correct, had won Western States seven years in a row and is now pacing Brian Morrison, <laughs> who no, nobody knew who he was. Mm. And um, How did they know each other? They knew each other um, from... They both were in Seattle, mm-hmm. and my understanding is is that Brian was working at um, at is it Seattle Running Company, mm-hmm. whatever the running company was there, and Scott Jurek was running his business up above them, mm-hmm. and they had um, got to know each other and started running together, mm-hmm. and that's how they got to know. Oh, my understanding is that Scott had never trained him. They just became running partners. So they were just friends. They were just friends. Just like like any other trail community, just a couple couple guys just started running to hang out. You know? Yeah. And my understanding is that Scott had asked him to come along on some big runs and saw that Brian had um, some potential and had encouraged him to represent Seattle and go try to win Western States. <laughs> And I guess Brian had reached out to Scott, which was not an easy thing for him, mm-hmm. and had asked him to pace him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, imagine that, right? <laughs> Having like, that would be like, crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a crazy to have someone get pace you. Just be like, okay, right? this is cool. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. And so um, I was at No Hands Bridge, and we were waiting for them to come across. And not too long before they came, Scott Jurek's uh, wife at the time, Leah Jurek, had run up to me and had told me that Scott just wasn't feeling um, like he could take him all the way to the finish line. And she had asked me if I could pace him to the finish. It's something I wasn't expecting. 
So I put on my Pacer number and transferred that from Scott and met Brian for the very first time on No Hands Bridge. And well, that's and you. We just ran together tonight at Thursday. Thursday, I was chatting with him about some of his 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 finish time. So he has he has the speed. You know that's a challenge you, to, to to race to pace a leader. That's fast. Seriously, that's some fast. Man, I had no idea where he was in the race. I knew he was in first place, but I didn't know where second place was. Mm. And I I I don't pace people. But you you did the course two years prior. I did the course two so years knew, prior. You knew you knew the whole the whole route. I knew it well. So yeah. I I knew. From no hands bridge to the finish line. He's like the battle. So, so he he'd never been on probably on course. Maybe not. Huh? I, I don't know if he'd been on that section. Uh, my understanding is is he hadn't been to the stadium ever. Most folks when they come in town, they go they go out, out to Forest Hill. If, if you're not from the area, you go to Forest Hill. You go to Michigan Bluff. You don't really go to like to North Auburn. You know, you don't. You just kind of go out out in the far Old out. Stead you know? Loop. Yeah, yeah. I need that. <laughs> True. So my, my question was, is how, how far do we have to go? Not how far, how fast. Mm. And the message was, is go hard. Because um, second place was supposedly around four minutes away. Ooh. Now, I've done, I've done some research since then, and the exact time I, I don't have on the top of my mind. But he, he ended up coming in second place. I think it was Graham Cooper came in 15 minutes or so later mm-hmm. but I learned later is that he may have even walked the last mile mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know that for sure Yeah. but what I knew at that moment what I was told is go hard four miles four, yeah. you know you, you've got someone four yeah. minutes away and I've got three you know three plus miles to get to the finish line mm-hmm. so we took off and um, what was wild is that as we were, once we got into town at the top of Roby Point, and you hit the pavement, um, what many people don't know is that Brian fell at least two times on the way to the track. Mm. And uh, this is the first interview I've ever had in 15 years. Nobody's ever asked me any questions about it. Um, I never even talked to Brian outside of after the morning of Western States when he was told he was disqualified. Um, that was the only time I'd ever talked to him until not too long ago. Huh. And so um, when I was pacing him, he had fallen a couple of times between Roby Point to the track, had met up with Scott Jurek and what I call his entourage. And at that point, um, I had told Scott that he had fallen a few times and we were trying to just keep him standing straight and he was having a hard time even keeping his balance mm. and so as we were approaching the track you know I'm, I'm Joe Schmo I'm just a guy that has not been connected like so many of the elite runners and I had told Scott take Brian into the track and I kind of held back and the moment Brian hit the track, he, he fell. I remember him falling backwards, hitting the track, his eyes rolling to the back of his head, Oof. you know. And I got to tell you, man, like human instinct um, is to help people when they fall. Um, 
yeah. at that moment, I wasn't thinking about any disqualification at all. We had helped him up. He began to, I can't even call it running. He was moving forward on his own, but multiple times between the track when he hit it and the finish line, he he started to fall. I think there's a YouTube video, because I've, I've watched that video. Yeah. yeah. And because I watched the video of him running Western States 10 years later. There's a video of mm. he's married now and he's whatever, you know, and he, and he talks about his journey and, and coming back to States. It's a great YouTube video. If you haven't seen it, it's a great video. Yeah, I've seen most of those now. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy that I was a part of that. Yeah. And once, you know, we were told midway through him com- completing the route around the track that if we help him, he's going to get disqualified. It's, it's so hard to be a human mm-hmm. and to see that mm-hmm. it, if you're anything, have any kind of heart or quality as a human being on the planet, you're going to help somebody. Yeah. But it's the one time where you, how do you, how do you go against everything you, you've ever ingrained in your, in your soul? For me, I wasn't thinking about anything outside of helping this human being. How do yeah. you? How, how? What else would you do? I mean, I mean, we saw it this year at Western States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second to last finisher, um, Sean, I think is his name. Sean Burnett. Yeah, no, something, no, no. Uh, something like that. I was yeah. there. Yeah, well, and I was I, standing in so, the middle of the so track when that happened. People screaming lean, at him. I have a leaning issue. Hi, mm-hmm. uh, Mike. I'm a leaner. <laughs> I am a leaner. I, it happened at TRT a couple years ago, and I DNF'd it at. at Copadona because of this problem mm-hmm. and I, I, I've got a trainer that's why I got a trainer and I've been working through the issues but yeah, when, you, when your body gives out your body gives out no matter how much you want to go it just well what's fascinating is 15 years later Brian and I met this summer yeah. uh, met him up at his uh, Fleet Feet store in Ballard uh, um, Washington and um he, he 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 validated and told me that he could have never made it around the track on his own. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I, I think a lot of it is being selfless in those moments. You know, for me, it was, there's a human being that's that's hurting, and I'm helping them, I'm, help, I'm helping them up. Yeah, I mean... And we got him to the finish line, and he... He got disqualified, you know, for us helping him, which which was the right call. It was absolutely yeah. the right call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is a rough sport, and it, some of these things that we, we see, these long hundred mile races are, are so hard. And for the usually they're hard for the back of the pack. Mm-hmm. They're not usually that hard for the front of the pack. They're mm-hmm. hard, mm-hmm. but us in the back, it's it's these are some the people that are running thirty hours, twenty nine the golden hour. Man, those are some stories. Those people are, are out there. It's well, you a, and I were running together today, and when we were at the top of Ruby Point, that was the very first time I'd been back to that spot and ran that last mile. In 18, we did, 18 years, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, huh? It is crazy. Nice. I picked out the curb that he actually hit when wow. he fell um, during the last the, the asphalt's really alligator cracked, so there's lots of opportunity for falling. Yeah. It's not a smooth, paved surface. It's really jacked up down there so yeah. well Matt's a great story it's interesting to hear because I've seen the videos and I know the story and it's, it's, it's around here all these stories are, are told they're handed down through Western States unit generations to hear it from you it's just amazing so thanks for telling us yeah my pleasure and great that you could reconnect with him after so many years I'm sure great. that was amazing it was good it's been good for uh, both of us yeah he, uh. he tried to find me and he found me so 
perfect. Yeah, thanks, you guys. All right, thank you so much. Take care.